0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Now Know the Podcast. In today's episode, we have a special guest who started Pete Medion. Medion is one of the top veterinary pharmaceutical companies in Indonesia. They have produced vaccines locally for animals and we're so grateful to be able to discuss the future of life science and the STEM in Indonesia with Melina. Okay. Um, Hi, uh, I guess to start off, could you introduce yourself and maybe give a little bit of background?
1: Okay, my name is Melina. My last name is Jonas, so it's Melina Jonas. We went to university in the U.S., in UC Davis. And after I graduated from uh, UC Davis, I went on to my master's degree in Ohio State. Then I work. It's a family business called uh, PT Medion until today.
2: Well, uh, to start off, maybe could you tell us about the research you've done and maybe like the one you think is most interesting and how did you even think of that?
1: Okay, Uh, the research I have done since I'm a microbiologist, most of the things I work with is uh, viruses, bacteria, and our field is in the veterinary field and more specific is in chickens. Uh, I make vaccines for avian influenza uh, disease, and I think it's very interesting because I can find the virus and do characterization, see the genetics, and then design a vaccine and test it on the animal right away, see if it works. So that's what I like about dealing with animals and the disease.
0: Oh, okay. We actually had like this research opportunity to at school, but what do you think are the different opportunities for someone who graduates with biotech or microbiology majors in Indonesia?
1: In Indonesia, okay, since uh, we are not as strong in research as other countries, but Indonesia is very uh, rich in agricultural uh, field. We have a lot of Um, different plants and then we have biodiversity we have a lot of rainforest and I think for microbiology or biotech we can dig deeper into what we have we call it the um, more about biodiversity different micro different microbes that you can work with maybe in the hot spring or in the forest it's quite interesting to find new uh, new bacteria that's and be used for uh, something else, yeah.
3: Yeah, that helps people learning in Indonesia to like be more aware of the nature here in Indonesia. It like helps them to study better. But do you think like go to a STEM major, do you need to take master degrees?
1: Uh, Yes, it, it's very uh interesting field. And I think we have to have more people going into the field because That's the basic uh, thing that we have to find out. We have to learn more. And if you ask, do do you need to take a master's degree? I think so, because in undergraduate, you might learn the the, the overall, the big picture of the study. But then after you, you learn about it and then maybe you do some research in one of the areas, and you want to find out more about specific studies, then you definitely need to go into a master's and you, you have your own research and make your own thesis.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess research is really important, especially in Indonesia, because um, the research here isn't as developed, I think. So, what do you think is the future of like, life science research in Indonesia? Because, like you said, it seems like we're lagging behind.
1: Hmm, if we look into Indonesia, I have no expectation that we do the upstream research. Upstream is more into the real basic basic research, but I would be uh, interested in applying some of the other people's findings into application in Indonesia. So let the real scientists do all the tedious, um, you know, the 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 beginning of the research and then we apply it into something in Indonesia so you can make the real product I think in here it's easier to continue rather than you do the basic research here yeah yeah
0: like the resources when when you did your research did the government like provide incentives or did you do like a literature kind of research or
1: uh, we we make journals. We publish some, uh, but then again, it's more in the application. So it's not uh, find, making a new theory or making a new, um, you know, like the CRISPR Cas nine, the the tools to edit your your gene. That's very upstream You you find some new new skill into uh, genetic engineering. That we cannot do in Indonesia, it's too up there. We don't have the people to work with, but we can use the technology and uh, publish something from that technology already existed and make something uh, new based on the previous uh, research. And the government, more or less, they will help you uh, a little bit. You can do collaboration with them. Mm, the, the difficult thing is since they are quite busy, so you cannot have a very intense uh, working with them. Because sometimes it can be slow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the government so- also uh, give, I don't know if you know the tax tax incentive tax oh, incentive yeah. yeah when you you import something you have to pay the import tax mm-hmm. but then if you do it for research they will give you a refund so it oh. it helps a bit oh. yeah.
2: so yeah it kind of helps but like um what is your take on using stem in the future of business so like uh um, we spoke a little bit about like at the midon so um yeah, yeah. Using STEM, we use it into uh,
1: making the real products. So you, we, you, look for something. What is the, what does, the industry need? What is our problem right now? Like, how can we make things more efficient? So it's more into thinking of uh, making new, new tools or new medicine uh, to solve the problem. It's not making new theories, yeah, it's making new products and a real thing that we can use right away. Yeah.
3: yeah so innovative, yeah. So um, you speak about um, making a business, better Median. So did your college and your master's degree provide you the necessary skill to work and to like start your own business and to
1: learn? In my case, yes because when I decided to go into microbiology major, since this is a family business, so my parents actually started the business. And when I was looking for the undergraduate uh, study, we were going into the vaccine production. So actually my parents asked me to learn microbiology so that I can apply what I learned right away into the company. So in my case, yes. It's very specific to what is needed by the company. I know um, it's, sometimes it's not that straightforward.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you ever think of like um, doing like microbiology, but in human instead of like um, in animal? animal. Yeah. Uh,
1: I like medical microbiology. So when I was in UC Davis, I took the class learning about different human diseases and the causes. Um, but that's, that's all that I, I learned. I also like uh, food microbiology, uh, like winery, making yogurt. Uh, yeah, I think that's quite interesting. And I also did quality control, like taking the cow feces. And see what kind of uh, bacteria is in there. Oh, that's diagnostics.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard food science is pretty good at
2: using this.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have many cows.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, So, like you went into veterinary medicine, right? Um, so, in Petty Median, how did you help it grow? And we read that you develop and produce vaccines locally. So. Yeah, how I help? I actually what I studied
1: was the only the surface of microbiology. So when I after my master's degree in veterinary preventive medicine, uh, I did further study into genetics. Uh, that's further training in the US again, but it's only one week training. Uh, that's actually what I did at in the. Uh, beginning when I joined uh, Medion. So I established a molecular biology lab where we can do our own uh, PCR and then uh, DNA sequencing. And then we isolate the avian influenza virus from, from the field, from chickens that died from avian influenza. We found the virus and then we, we know, now we know how to characterize the virus and from then we can make a very specific vaccine. That's how I help Medion in improving the vaccine. I find the local virus and find out what they are. See how they have mutated. Yep.
2: Oh, that's that sounds so cool. But okay. yeah. Um, so you were talking about how you help Medion grow, right? So mm-hmm. what are your challenges like that Medion faces? Like how has COVID affected them and like other than that. Uh, okay, uh, the challenges
1: actually, it's a classic challenge. We have a difficulty in importation because of the government. It's more on the government regulation. Uh, we have to apply for import permit and it can take a while. So when I have a new isolate that I want to work on, it's very difficult to get a permit to get the isolate into Indonesia. So that's a challenge in Indonesia, research in Indonesia, yeah, with the government regulation and bureaucracy. As for yeah, as for COVID, um, the thing that changed a lot is our person to person contact. So we used to have meetings, uh, physical, we meet physically on site, but because of the COVID, like now, I can only have a meeting through Zoom or a video call. And it, it lacks the personal interaction. So usually our meeting is very formal. We right away go into what is the business. But we, we don't see the people, so we cannot ask, how are you, and ask about the family. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. That's-
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like school.
3: yeah Yeah. so your business is really going well and uh you will have to recruit like a lot of staff to like uh really help your business grow so what do you expect from a staff who wants to work as your research and development team
1: okay um i look for somebody who is creative who can think out of the box and also pay attention to detail because you need to be careful in when you do a report, you cannot write the wrong uh, data and also persistent. So you have to endure. That's what I look for. And then now uh, we need to have more people with good English uh, capability because we work a lot with researchers around the world And Indonesia is actually quite difficult to have someone with good English. I think you guys are okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, So I guess we're we all take like bio and chem at school, and we're pretty interested in STEM. So, what were your interests like when you were in high school?
1: Oh, in high school i went to Singapore for high school i like math i think it's okay uh, calculus also okay um, i had a hard time with organic chem organic chemistry
0: oh.
1: but uh, well i survived <laughs> and other than the school work i also like music uh, And I like cooking. So yeah. Did you take
0: like A
2: levels and O levels? I took O levels only. Oh. Yeah. Well, like you have a lot of interests like, like that. And like, how did you choose those majors and master degrees that you've done? A lot of the influence is from my parents
1: because they asked me to focus on, on those uh, area, but actually I'm pretty flexible. I can learn something new and grow to like it. I also took master's degree in business. I learned about uh, finance, accounting, but I find that I don't, I don't really like it. Not, it's, it's just okay. I can do it, but not really like it. Yeah
2: yeah like a lot of people like are like interested in like that, but like they're good at this, but like they're interested in that, you know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's okay.
1: you cannot just focus on one thing because when i'm I'm tired with work and I can go join a choir and sing it helps, you know, so you don't have to work all the time, you need to have a hobby too to keep it balanced, so I think it's okay, just yeah. Do as much as you want.
3: <laughs> um, so you talked about a lot of your passion and what do you like to do so was it really hard to major in STEM majors in university? Uh,
1: no I don't think so I don't think it's difficult and who you work with is also important if you go into Uh, university, and I think it's quite straightforward, you just take classes and learn, but then when you take master's, then you have your own uh, research. The key is to find the right um, professor to help you, and then if he or she has uh, good research, then you can just continue and work with whatever has been done. I think it's it's not very difficult.
0: Okay. I guess the last question we have is like, what is your advice to like us or like high school students who are trying to do or who are trying to decide what they want to do in the future?
1: Okay, Uh, You have to be exposed a lot and learn a lot. If you can go into industry, like going into some factories, do a visit and see what they do and Let's just find out what, yeah, just yeah. see what is out there. Mm-hmm. And then you read a lot, yeah, and then you, you know what's happening in the world and oh, yeah. see if you're interested. And then the second thing is you have to know yourself, uh, see your personality, because you cannot be somebody else, right? It's, you just have to know who, how are you, how, what are you, uh, Like, are you a very creative person or are you very persistent if you are not, you don't like sudden changes and you don't have to force yourself to, you know, creating something new all the time. Being consistent is also good. You have, you have capability to uh, comply Then you can do something like quality assurance, quality control, where that steady person is also needed. So it's not always R and D is the best. No, it's, we also need somebody who is persistent and pay attention to details to keep things going. You know, yeah. So those two things you have to know what is out there, and you have to know you have to know yourself.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. That's it for the mm-hmm. questions and. I think we learned a lot from it and I'm sure like the ones who are listening also. (laughs) So um thank you for coming and yeah. (laughs) Thank you for watching this episode. I hope you liked it. I hope you learned a lot from Miss Melina and um see you guys next time. Thank you, Miss Melina, again and bye! bye! Bye.